praying a lot for you guys, and uh, one of the things that uh, the Lord uh, just ministered to me last week is to pray for preservation, preservation. Um, in First Thessalonians five twenty three, it says, "May the very God of peace sanctify you wholly." And I pray, God, your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless until the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. You're very important to the Lord. He loves you so much. And his hand is upon you. And his will for you, your loved ones, in your entire life is to be preserved. Praise God. That means to be kept intact. That means to be kept from injury. That means to be kept from harm. Amen? And so, as we pray, we pray preservation over your life. The other thing that the Lord, of course, put in my heart is protection. And we prayed over that. And one of the things we want to do when we get together is we all want to recite the 91st Psalm, not out of ritual, but out of relationship. Amen? Not out of fear, but out of fellowship. And so what we are doing when we're declaring the 91st Psalm in our congregation, we're declaring this is a COVID-19 free zone. Now, as you can see, everyone has masks on and everyone is socially distanced, but we're declaring, praise God, that no virus shall befall thee. Neither shall any plague come nigh your dwelling. And so as we pray and are praying for you, we're praying for protection for you. We're taking the name which is above every name. And we're taking the blood. Hallelujah. And we're taking that name in the name of Jesus. We're pleading the blood over your lives. In the name of Jesus. And we are declaring that the schemes of Satan shall not prevail against our members, against our partners, against our ministry friends, and against all of our families. We are drawing a bloodline around this property. We are drawing a bloodline around our homes. And not only that, but we are releasing and loosing the ministering spirits, the angels of the Lord, to be encamped around about you. Praise God. And then we're praying for just a peace because the whole atmosphere in the world is filled with fear. And we know this, that God did not give us the spirit of fear, but he gave us a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. Anxiety is not the will of God. Insomnia is not the will of God. Being stressed out to the place where you can hardly think straight is not the will of God. It is the plan of God for us to cast all of our cares upon him because the revelation is this we do so because he loves us so much he cares for us and so we're speaking shalom and shalom over your soul in the name of jesus and said i receive it i receive it i receive it so father in the name of jesus we come before you now thanking you for the words of life. We look to you now to speak to our hearts, to minister to us by the power of the Holy Spirit. And we thank you, Lord, for giving a door of utterance today. 
We thank you that at the end of this service, glory to God, we're going to receive communion. We're going to celebrate the goodness of God. Thank you for speaking to us through the word and by your spirit in the name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. We're doing a series called Up and Over. And this morning I want to talk to you on two words, stand up, stand up. In Ephesians, the sixth chapter and verse 10, from the Amplified, it says, In conclusion, be strong in the Lord, be empowered through your union with Him. Draw your strength from Him, that strength from which His boundless might provides. Think about that. His boundless might is a provision for you to be strengthened. And the key to being strong in the Lord and in the power of His might is stay in communion with Him. Stay in vital union with the vine. Amen. Because you see, we are the branches and we draw our life and we draw our strength from the vine. So He says, be strong in the Lord. And then in verse 11, in verse 11, it says this. It says, put on God's whole armor, the army of a heavy armed soldier, which God supplies, that you may be able to successfully stand up. Say this with me, that I may be able to successfully stand up. Well, against what? Well, against all the strategies and the deceits the schemes of the evil one. So being strong in him and having on the armor of God enables us to stand up and to go up and to go over. Now I want to read a couple of verses from the NIV version. Look with me at verse 11 in the NIV. It says, put on the whole armor of God so that you can Take your stand. Notice these phrases. Stand up and take your stand against the devil's schemes. My prayer for you, my prayer for me, my prayer for the body of Christ is that we would take our stand. We would take our place of dominion. That we would take our place of authority from our place seated in Christ Jesus. Now I saw that the word stand literally means to be firmly fixed. It means to be un it means not to be unstable, but it means to be stable. When we're standing up and when we are taking our place, we are not yielding to the deceits of the enemy, but we are persevering and we are taking our place. Now, verse 12 tells us very clearly. It tells us, how many of you know that your struggle is not with flesh and blood? It says clearly to us, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against, now there is a struggle, against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm. But notice verse 13. And as soon as it's up there, I want you to read it with me. I'm so glad we've got scriptures on the screen. 
Verse 13, praise the Lord. Let's ready read. Therefore, put on God's complete armor that you may be able to resist and stand your ground on the evil day of danger. And having done all the crisis demands, glory to God. How many of you are getting it? If you'll just stand up, if you'll just stand on the promises, if you will just stand on God's goodness and God's mercy, when you stand up, you'll go up and you'll go over anything that comes your way. What this is literally saying to us, that we are not to give the enemy any place. We are not to give him any foothold. We are not to give him any ground. All of us, every one of us in this auditorium, we all have territory. We all have a domain that we should be watching over. And it is not your responsibility to watch over my domain. It is my responsibility to watch over what God has given me. And I know sometimes a message like this made people feel like, well, you're just adding responsibility onto me. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. I'm, I'm feeling inadequate. I don't know whether I can do that or not. I'm no match for the devil. Agree, you are no match for the devil. But we're not talking about you. We're talking about Christ in you, the hope of glory. We're not talking about you in the flesh. We're talking about you as a new creation. We're talking about greater is he that is in you, that is in me, than he that is in the world. He says here in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 10 in verse 3 and 4. Come on, somebody shout with me today. Say with me, thank God I can take my stand because I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus because I am more than a conqueror through Him that loves me. Now notice this in 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 3. It says, For though we walk and though we live in the flesh, we are not carrying out our warfare according to the flesh. And thank God we're not using mere human weapons. Spiritual battles cannot be won with natural weapons. Spiritual battles can only be won with spiritual weapons. Our wrestling and our fighting is not against flesh. It's against spirits. Against spiritual wickedness in high places. And so it would behoove us then to become very familiar with the weapons of our warfare. Understand this, that Satan and all of his emissaries are limited in his warfare against you and I. But we are unlimited in our warfare against him. Because it goes on to say in the next verse, it says, for, read it with me, for the weapons of our warfare are not physical weapons of flesh and blood, but they are mighty before God. Woo, glory to God. Look at that right there. For the overthrow and destruction... Of strongholds. Oh, yeah, he's come to destroy. 
Oh, yeah, he's come to kill. Certainly, there seems as if there's some sort of a turf war going on. But, oh, thanks be unto God. Whatever he has come to destroy, we can overthrow the destruction of the enemy with the weapons of our warfares. And that, my friends, is going up as we stand up and it is going over. Glory to God. Now, there's a guy in the Bible we want to look at today. And I don't have a long message for you today, but I've got a good one. There's a guy in the Bible we want to look at for a few moments this morning who was mightily used by God. When he stood up, when he took his place, when he stood in his place, and he took his God-given authority. I believe this, that the authority of the believer is the message of the hour. I really do. I believe that as believers get a hold of the authority that they have in Christ Jesus, that it will cause hell to shake and heaven, glory to God, to rejoice. You've been authorized. We are not some sort of pawns just going through life. Que sera, sera, whatever will be. You've been given keys. I've been given keys. Jesus said that the gates of hell will not prevail against his church. You are his church. You are part of his body. And so whatever, whatever hell has to offer, we say, hell, you cannot prevail against us. Why? Because Jesus said, and I will give unto you the keys of the kingdom. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. In other words, whatever you allow here on earth, God will allow. But whatever you stop here on earth, because you've been authorized, because you have the name which is above every name, because you've got the blood of the Lamb, whatever you stop and whatever you command and demand to desist in its maneuvers, heaven's got your back. He will back you up. But these keys are not just to remain on the coffee table. If the keys to your automobile remained on the coffee table at home, you would not have gotten here today. You had to, come on somebody, you had to pick those keys up. You had to open that car door. You had to put that key in the ignition and you had to turn it so that your car could get you from point A to point B. And it's the same thing true spiritually. The keys of the kingdom are not meant to lie dormant. The keys of the kingdom are meant to be used by you and by me. And not just on Sunday. And not just when we have a crisis. But I'm telling you, these keys will work for you on a sunny day. These keys will work for you on a rainy day. These keys will work for you on a snowy day. These keys will work for you on a tornado day. These keys will work for you when the soft wind is blowing softly, when everything looks like it's long going good. These keys of the kingdom are used to use and to, praise God, cause the enemy to be defeated.
Glory to God. Say it with me. Shout with me. I've got keys. I've got the keys of the kingdom. Stop being bossed around by him. The devil's a liar. You get up in the morning and you just walk around your house like you've got authority. This is my domain. The enemy comes and toys with your soul, brings all sorts of crazy thoughts to your soul and to your mind. You just tell him, Mr. Devil, my mind is my mind. And I command you in the name of Jesus to get out of my mind. I cast down those thoughts. I cast down those imaginations. I've got keys. Hallelujah. Woohoo! Glory. Keys. Keys. Keys are released by speaking faith-filled words. Keys are released by speaking and praying spirit-anointed prayers. The keys of the kingdom will work for you in your home. It'll work for you wherever you are and wherever you go. So stand up and speak up and declare what my word has said about you. And pray much in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Spirit. For as you pray in the Spirit, you are praying my perfect will. And as you are praying my perfect will, my perfect plan shall come to pass in your life. Hallelujah. So utilize your keys. Take your keys in Jesus' name. So this man that was mightily used of God is found in 2 Samuel. Somebody says, can there be anything good out of 2 Samuel? Well, absolutely. 2 Samuel, and notice me, with me in chapter 23. And this, of course, is the story of David's mighty men. You know, the interesting thing about David's mighty men, uh, when they first came to David, they were all discontented. They were all in debt. They were all bummed out. But because they got around David, the debt left. The discouragement left. The discontentment left. I wonder, is it important who we hang around with? I wonder, is it important who we associate with? Amen. We love everyone. Amen. But we can't associate with everyone. Why? Because what some people carry is not what you need. What we need is to be around people that are not going to take something out of us, but they're going to put something into us. Amen. And so these men were around David, and many of them just became mighty, mighty warriors of God. I believe I'm looking at a congregation of mighty warriors. And Shammah was one of them. In 2 Samuel chapter 23, and verse 11, He's reciting all of these mighty men. And it says, And after him was Shammah, the son of Aji, the Herite. And the Philistines were gathered together in a troop where was a piece of ground of lentils and the people fled from the Philistines. So get the picture. Shammah and many people were gathered with him. But when they saw the Philistines coming after that field of lentils, they took off. They left. They ran. But Shammah did not run. Now, lentils was a primary food 
in the Middle East. And it was the time of harvest when the Philistines came to attack Israel. You see, they wanted to destroy Israel's crops by driving them to hunger and by weakening their will and their ability to fight so that they would become so fatigued that they would defeat them. And as the Philistines advanced, everyone, as I said, they ran for their lives. Everyone except one. Notice with me in verse 12. But Shammah stood. We're talking about standing up. But Shammah stood in the midst of the ground. And he defended it. And he slew the Philistines. And the Lord wrought a great victory. (laughs) Shammah, right there and right then decided to take a stand and defend this field. And there are times in everyone's life, in your life, in my life, when we must make up our minds, we're going to stand up. I said, we're going to stand up. I said, we're going to stand up. And we're going to pray up. And we're going to speak up. And we're going to lift up. And we're going to buckle up. Glory to God. Every one of us must stand up and not back down. And here's what we say. Enough is enough. Say it three times. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. You see, Shama stood up on the outside... Because he stood up on the inside. He didn't run. He didn't lay down. He stood up. And his attitude was this. You are not taking an inch of this ground. You are not stealing one more pea from my pea patch. We could say that that day Shama became a superhero. He became the defender of the peas. But it was more than just lentils. It was more than just lentils. It represented food for his family. It it represented strength for the troops. There was much more at stake than what could be seen with the natural eye. Shama put his life on the line for others. Shama put his life on the line for others. You and I put our life on the line for others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. What do we learn from this? We learn from this that Satan is a thief. And he is active in taking ground. In John 10.10, it says this, that the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. As I said early, if you're a Christian, you need to understand that there's a turf war going on. Every believer is to take their place 
and to stand up and to defend their inheritance. Did you know that you have an inheritance? If you could pull up Colossians chapter 1 and look with me at verse 12. Let's just look at this for a moment. I believe the Lord gave me a a word the other day as I was looking at this verse. In Colossians 1 and verse 12, it says, Giving thanks unto the Father. I think we should take about 10 seconds right now and give Him thanks. Just lift up your voice. Give Him thanks. Give Him glory. Give Him honor. Give Him praise. Glory to God. Giving thanks unto the Father. Which hath, there's one of these haths in God's word. Amen. Which hath already made us meet. Now that word meet there is an old English term and it literally means able. What this is saying, the Father himself who delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his dear son has given us an ability. He's given us an ability. An ability to do what? An ability to be a partaker of the inheritance of the saints in light. Now, whether or not we take that and partake of that inheritance is up to us. I'm sad to say that most Christians know little or very almost nothing about their inheritance. They know that Jesus died for their sins, and that's the most important thing to know. They know that if they can call on the name of the Lord, they'll be saved, and that's very, very important. But how many of you know our inheritance includes more? In Romans 8, verse 32, it says, How shall he not with him freely give us all things? He that spared not his own son, but gave him up for us all. How shall he not with him freely give us all things? Your inheritance and my inheritance includes healing for your body. It includes the wisdom of God. Being able to tap into the wisdom of God when you in the natural realm don't know what to do. That's why we ought to continuously say, I have the wisdom of God. Thank God counsel in the heart of man is like deep waters. But a man of understanding is going to draw it out. Wisdom is on the inside of you. We can choose to partake of it or just let it lie dormant. Oh, I'm looking at a bunch that's partaken. Say with me, I'm a partaker, not only of his divine nature, but I am a partaker of this inheritance. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Glory to God. Your inheritance includes the ability to be led by the Spirit of God. In Romans 8, 14, he says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Notice with me, it didn't say, For as many as are led by money. It doesn't say, For as many as are led by their head. 
or as many as are led by their flesh. No, your inheritance includes the Holy Spirit who lives on the inside of you. And the Spirit himself will bear witness with your spirit that you are a child of God. And the Spirit himself will lead you and guide you into all the truth for your life. He is the down payment of our inheritance. He's the earnest of our inheritance. He lives in us. Part of our inheritance includes becoming God inside minded. Whoo, glory to God. I said God inside minded. Christ in us minded. The hope of glory. The expectation of glory. The expectation of the manifest presence of God. Oh, what an inheritance we have. And so we pray that the eyes of our understanding would be flooded with light. That we may know what is the hope of our calling. And what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance that he's given us. This inheritance is yours and it's mine to partake of. You see, he's prepared a table before us right in the presence of our enemies. And so it's up to us to partake. Now look at Colossians chapter 1 verse 12. I didn't know all that was in there, but I guess it was. Colossians, the first chapter, the 12th verse. Notice this again. Giving thanks unto the Father which has qualified us or made us able to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Amen. How many of you know how to partake of your inheritance? I believe that's 100%. Say it with me. I am a partaker of your divine nature and I am a partaker of this divine inheritance. Now here's what the Lord quickened to me as I was looking at that verse. Basically it was this. Once you partake of your inheritance, you must protect your inheritance. Why? Because Satan cometh immediately to take the word that has been sown in our hearts. So once we partake of healing, once we partake of the revelation that Jesus is our healer, once we partake of the fact that he took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses and received healing, we must protect that healing so that we can walk in divine life and in divine health. See, what happens with a lot of Christians is they partake of an inheritance, they get a breakthrough, but then they start cruising. They start cruising. They kind of start resting on what happened. And it's good to praise God for what happened, but as sure as breakthroughs come, counterattacks will come. Anybody ever experience a counterattack? I'm not trying to give you bad news today. I'm giving you good news. Because whatever attack may come against you again, you can stand up, you can take your place, you can take your authority, and you can protect your inheritance. Amen. So we learn, number one, Satan is active trying to take ground. 
Number two, we learn this lesson from this message today. There are fields of our lives that are worth defending. Shama took his place. He used his authority. He watched over all of his territory. And you and I, we are exhorted to watch over our assigned territory or our fields. We're to watch over our families. We're to watch over our church. I didn't hear a big enough amen. I said, we're to watch over our church. We are to watch over our nation. We are watchmen on the wall. We are not to coast. We are to be at our post in prayer and standing up and taking our place. How many of you know we need to be watching over our schools? Pleading the blood of Jesus over our schools. What about our businesses? Folks, we have marriages that are under attack. We have families that are under attack. We have churches that are under attack. It's time to take a stand. What is your field? Where do you need to take a stand? Where do you need to stand up in your individual life? What fears do you need to face? What fears do you need to resist? Just like Shama. We can stand up on the outside because of who is on the inside. Smith Wigglesworth said this. He said, I'm a thousand times bigger on the inside than I am on the outside. Hallelujah. Say it with me, I'm a thousand times bigger on the outside than I am on the inside. Why? Because he was God inside minded. The third thing that we learn from this, and I could go on and on and on, but I'm not going to. The third thing we learn is this. Every time that you stand up for God and you stand up for His Word, God partners with you. Just as Shama stood up and God gave him a great victory, He gives you victory after victory. Oh, glory to God. He takes you from glory to glory, from faith to faith, from strength to strength, and from victory to victory. Woo, glory to God. Shama had supernatural help, but that was under the old covenant. We're living under a new covenant. We have the Holy Ghost living on the inside of us. You talk about supernatural help. And when you stand up, you're standing up in the supernatural power of God. And God will take what is coming against you and turn it around and give you a great victory. Glory to God. Stand up, everybody. Hallelujah. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. Hallelujah. We're going to say this verse together. Amen. Glory to God. Let's give Him praise today. Glory to God. Come on, let's lift up our voice. Let's lift up our hands. Let's take our place. Let's take our stand. Ready, read with me. Go ahead and read. Now thanks be unto God 
which always causes us to triumph in Christ and maketh manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in every place. Say it again. Thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph. Glory to God. 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 Woo! Glory to God. We're taking our stand. We're going forth and we are possessing the land. We're taking it all. We're not leaving anything on the table. We're coming to the table. And we're eating and we're partaking of this inheritance. Woo, glory to God. Amen. What do you say we possess more land? What do you say we go up at once? Take our stand and possess the land. Glory. Hallelujah.